Hi, I'm a Ross. And I'm a Wizzy. Boy, gee willikers. I sure do love My Little Pony. It's okay, in the written form. Wait, wait, wait. I thought you didn't like reading. I think reading is a sin. Wizzy, surely you can't be serious. No, seriously. I believe reading is an act against God. No, I mean about My Little Pony. Oh. Well, don't get me wrong. My Little Pony is fine and all. But there's just so many other things I could be doing. Name one thing you could be doing. Reading. Okay, well, name five more things you could be doing. Eating. Sleeping. Drinking. Not watching My Little Pony. Exercising. Okay, well, name eight more things. Socializing, playing with my Legos, contacting the dead, celebrating President's Day, establishing a colony on Mars, baking, being gay, reading My Little Pony fanfiction. Wait, what? Ross and Wizzy's Fanfiction Power Hour. Every week on wherever the hell you get your podcasts. What is up, everybody? Welcome to September. Welcome to the match of the month. I am this little chemical. This is I See Things a Little Differently. And we are going through a marathon today. Starting with this, I'm going to record three straight shows. I don't like doing this, but it must be done. Um, programming note. This Wednesday, we will talk about Shang-Chi, the movie, a uh, movie that I'm, I've been really excited to see, see how they do it, all the trailers, everything looks amazing. I, I don't usually, like, read reports and get excited about them. Like, someone will send me something, and I'll read them, like, oh, that's cool, you know, whatever. Um, but I've heard from, like, three different people who, like, have seen it, who get advanced screenings because they... Our YouTubers, and they have a certain following and all that stuff, that apparently a post-credit scene is supposed to be mind-blowing. One of them is. Um, and everyone knows I don't care about spoilers, or anyone that knows me knows I don't care about spoilers. You could tell me the entire list of Phase 4 movies and break down everything that's going to happen. I'm still going to watch it, you know? Um, however, I, uh, one of the guys, the one, one guy told me, I was like, I'm not going to tell you because I really want your feedback or I really want to hear your opinion, what you have to say about it. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about that. But anyway, today's match of the month, this month's, this month's match of the month will be different. It won't actually be a match. It will be, we, when we look at CM Punk's debut, re-debut, return, whatever, and that crowd, and I get it, it was in Chicago, I still think that would have been almost anywhere in this country, that reaction. It was just, Punk was just such an important figure. And the way he left was just so abrupt. He's one of the people that you can't say took his ball and went home. He literally thought about his health. and said, you know what, I'm not going to be a slave to this contract. I'm not going to be miserable. I'm just going to say, whatever. And go, you know. Um, one of the few people to do that, you know. So when I look at that and I look at the impact that this could potentially have for AEW, and I don't know, the few we don't know the future, you know. Um, that's for uh, historians and all that good stuff to determine. I'll, I'll try to figure that out, and then for, for us to kind of just see. But um, I think this could potentially have sorry something's in my eye i'm trying to get it out while talking to you guys i feel like this could have 
this kind of impact for AEW. And with reports now that because more mask mandates are being put in place and everything like that, reportedly, as you hear this, as you hear this, it will be all out night, all out day, excuse me. So you should, so you will be hearing this before you watch all out. Reportedly, Daniel or Brian Danielson, they've pushed his debut up to all out because they don't want there to be the visual of, hey, we have to have a capacity now. Hey, we have, to have a bunch of masks now. Um, because they don't know how hard, because New York is going to be strict on that. You know, so they, and you know, I'm sure they don't want to get fined or in trouble or anything like that. So it's going to be fascinating to see if this actually happens. But as you hear, I'm recording this six days before. But as you hear this, it will be put out that uh, all out Sunday. I think these could, this, these moves could lead to that. And so I start I started thinking like, what 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 can what is an impactful moment that really led to, you know, a boom, or was one of the moments that led to a boom. And one of the most famous moments, and I remember watching this show live at home with a friend and his mother, is SummerSlam 97, Heart and Soul. When Steve Austin, for as great as the main event was, it probably went a little too long, but for as, as great of a moment as the main event was, the the thing that we remember most about that is Steve Austin breaking his neck due to Owen Hart um, tombstoning him. And, <clears throat> and, um, Austin, whenever he's been injured, because he was injured seriously twice, well, once, obviously. But if you look at the times he's been injured and he's just had to talk and not wrestle, those have been, to me, some defining moments for him. Whether it was 2001 when Booker T accidentally hurt him, he then was on the shelf and he wouldn't wrestle and he would do the comedy stuff and do the what stuff. And it just helped reinvent him even more and show more of his personality. This, they kept him on TV. He was the hottest thing going in WWE. And he wasn't higher, in, in my opinion, in my opinion, he was not higher than NWO yet. He would get there, obviously. But they had to keep him on TV, but he couldn't wrestle. And so he would just have these uh, interviews where people were trying to talk him out. Hey, hey, the company's doing their best to to take care of you, and blah, blah, blah. And it started with Sergeant Slaughter, who was the commissioner at the time. Take a sip of drink. It started with that. He stunned him. Then he stunned JR. Then he stunned Jerry Lawler. I believe in that order. And then we have Madison Square Garden. And it's now at a fever pitch because this was not an interview. This was um, Austin attacking, attacking Owen. And Vince left the, uh, the commentary. And he was like, Whoa, whoa, what are you doing? And he was trying to explain to him how the company cared and all this and blah, blah, blah. And you you could just hear it building in MSG. You could just hear it. And at this time, I don't think anyone... I think the only person that may, might have touched Vince was Brett. Yeah, those two guys had to like a... Grabbing their, their shirt type of situation. But no one actually had physically beat him up yet, you know. Um so Austin and Vince have a back and forth for a little bit. And then Austin says, Well, you can kiss my ass. Kick, stunner, one of the worst stunners ever, one of the worst sales ever. He would get better at it, as he's had many of them. 
and he stuns him. The place goes crazy. <clears throat> All you hear is Jr. Oh my God! Oh my God! And the cops. <laughs> it was one. If you if you look back at it, it looks kind of hokey now, only because the cops who are supposed to be arresting him immediately, they're letting him do a shtick. He's giving him the middle finger. He's going down his knees. He's yelling at him like. And you look at the cop. One cop's like. He's right next to him. Just grab him. You're a cop. No cops are going to wait for that. You know, we know that. But to me, if if you look at it now, it could be hokey if you want to take it that way. But it was was so important to see where we were going. And the fact that now you stun Vince, there is no getting him off TV now. You can't take him off TV. They knew they couldn't take him off TV before. They can't take him off TV now. And that just led us to... His rematch with Owen Hart Survivor Series, where he would regain the Intercontinental Championship to what he became. But to me, them just keeping him on TV and them just being like, we we, we need to see if you can get cleared, but if you're not clear, we need to figure this out. And Austin just got to be so hot at that time. And I don't know exactly when. If I had to take a guess, <clears throat> my frame of reference, sorry lost my voice, or I was losing my voice, I was yelling a lot, um, I think after the debacle that was Starcade 97 in the main event, I think that's when Austin got hotter than NWO, I could be wrong, I know the numbers ratings wise don't say that until after Wrestlemania, but I feel like, to me, that's when you had more people saying, let me see what's on WWE, you know, um, <clears throat> so, I suggest you guys check that moment out. September 97, Monday Night Raw, MSG, the first time Vince takes the stunner. To me, it's not a match. It's it's definitely more of a moment. But I think it's an important moment. The same way I feel like Brian Danielson's moment will be. I don't know how you debut him at All Out. I have no freaking idea. But the way you debut Punk was perfect. I think it could lead to that for AEW. So, um, anyways, that is your match of the month, moment of the month. I don't know. Enjoy all out. Enjoy your week. I will talk to you guys later. I am the Slow Chemical.